It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, July 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I'm, uh, my, my family comes home today. Yay! You get to see your boys. This is almost the longest I've ever gone without seeing my kids, so I'm very excited to have them back today. That's awesome. I think as soon as they get home, we're going to go to the park and play a little catch. As you should. Uh, it's not supposed to rain today for once, which is really the nice. first time in God knows how long. Every single day. Every single day. It seems like for weeks. It's been mid-20s. Yep. Chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm. Totally. Yesterday, we had a tornado warning here. We did. Super exciting. I was working in my wood shop, and the alarm went off on my phone, like the the emergency alert. Yep. Um, so I ran to my truck, and I was like, I want to go chase this thing. So I drove quite a ways east out of town trying to find... There was no tornado. Saw some cool skies, lightning. But no tornado. Wind, rain, a little bit of hail, but no tornado. No. That's too bad. Maybe next it. time. Maybe um, next time we'll see that tornado. On today's show... We talk about carnival folk, the goat of movie cars, and Shauna brings to us a spicy conspiracy involving the Walt Disney Company. Ooh. Here's your out of context clip of the show. I am pale. I am 34 years old. I have big feet. I am an organ donor. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We often make fun of white girl quotes on this show. We do. I love bad bro quotes just as much. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I think this would qualify as a bad bro quotes because I think this is the kind of thing that bros are going to find deep. Okay. So Drake recently released a book of poetry and apparently it's just atrocious. Oh boy. So I've heard it described as a book of Instagram captions Mm. is what they said. So it's called Titles Ruin Everything, A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir, that's Drake's songwriting partner, and Aubrey Graham, which is Drake's real name, of course. Yeah. It's 168 pages long, but I guess many of those pages are blank. And then other ones would just have like like a one-liner on it. Oh, no. that's, That's the book. And they are bad. So here are some selections, some of my favorites. Okay. Those guys are so burnt out, we can smell it from here. If jumping to conclusions was an Olympic sport, you wouldn't have just won my heart. You'd have won gold. Dear God. It's always some unemployed hoe trying to work my nerves. Swimming in regret is not cardio. Okay. (laughs) What? Like, is this a joke? I, I don't know. I really hope it's a I, joke. I think he's serious, man. Holy I think. crap. <laughs> oh, there's Who more. Who let this happen? Well, no one says no to him. I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's probably is true. It, no one's like, man, this is bad. You shouldn't put this well, out. Well, the problem is that people will buy it. It's sold out. Oh, my God. The book is sold out. Yeah, it's going to be a bestseller. Yes. I, I hope... He, all I hope in this scenario is that he's taking advantage of that and purposely putting out crap like, like he's this. taking the piss out of us. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like, if it's a joke, it's yes, kind of funny. Then but. I would, I, yeah, I would respect the hell out of you. If this is serious, then please, God, no. But I don't know. He seems like the kind no of guy more. that would also take himself so seriously right. that he. Yeah, I, I have more. Do you want oh, more? I don't know. You, I don't so, even think I do. But continue. You were in my dream last night. They call that a nightmare, right? What. <laughs> Oh, he's just so clever, Drake. Please stop. He's so clever. Okay, I'm your, done. Your taste in men isn't exactly Michelin oh, star. This. <laughs> wow, this hurts. 
This hurts my soul. This is poetry. This is a book of poetry by Drake. I feel like I'm just like I'm 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 cringing. Like I'm oh, it's so bad. I'm like going retreating into I don't know some sort of dried leaf over here. I can't read the signs, hun. I left my glasses at home. That's just a statement. That's not that's what do you mean? It blows my mind that this guy is even popular, let Good alone one him. of the biggest stars in the world. But that, I love it. That's uh, some poetry by I Drake. Respect, <laughs> I respect the hell out of it. And you know, bros are going to buy that book Abs- and be like, this they is already deep, did. You bro. Said it's this sold is out. fire, bro. You read Drake's poetry? It's fire, bro. Oh. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'd like to bring up a Terry of the Month nominee, if I could. Okay. Uh, it's the people who ran a booth that I forgot to tell you about at Stampede. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the mullet booth? I did not see the mullet booth. <sighs> so I was just walking through the stampede grounds and all of a sudden you look and there was a booth that was giving people mullets. Like they'll cut you a mullet right that on site? That was it. It was just like only mullets. It was a full out, we'll cut you a mullet right here, right now if you want a mullet. And that was it. That was all this booth was. Where was it? It was right as you exited... Um, Close to where the like cowboys tent was. Oh, okay. It was kind yeah. of by On the that north end of the grounds. Yes, yeah. by that exit or entrance there. Oh my god, that's that it, feels irresponsible to me. It was unbelievable. Because like, how do they check your sobriety level before you decide you want a mullet? And then like in the moment, I'm sure it seems like a great idea. And the next moment, you wake up and you're like, what the hell? Beckler, as you say this, like, I was this close to getting a lady <laughs> mullet. I'm not even lying. I saw it and I was like, oh my god. Uh, I was walking toward the booth and I was like. <laughs> I I need to do this because were you it is, sober? Yes, actually, wow. I think I'd had one one drink, which is not enough to make you think that this is a good <laughs> idea. And I actually, th- again, it's because you're in the moment, and it's like a stampede, and everybody's getting mullets. And I was like, oh, I need a mullet man. right now. I need a femulet. Just give me a tough lady biker mullet. <sighs> I was close. I mean, my th- here's the thing though, my hair is kind of close-ish to mullet anyway. You know what I mean? I was like, it wouldn't really take that much more to make it a full-out femulet, so... This is going to sound crazy, Shauna. Okay. But I th- I could see you potentially pulling off a lady mullet. I know. Like, it was weird. I'd never thought of it before. And then I saw the booth, and I was like, <laughs> I think I should do it. Were there any women in there? Or no. was it all guys coming out? No, it out? was all guys. Yeah. It was, yeah, with a full-out... Oh, you would have been a hit. Yeah, jeez. Oh, I was. I think you could pull it off. I do. It, but it, it would work with the rest of the program you got going on over there. So. Okay. I. I don't think. I'm not going to take that as a compliment. I don't think. But honestly, again, because my hair, it is. It is like it's a weird length anyway. And I was like, wow, what's the difference? I might as well just make it a. Oh, I wish you quick had. Femulet. I almost did. I should have. It's. But I can't go now. I'm not doing it now. It has to be in a situation like mm. that. Like that was just the perfect time where it was like, yep. <laughs> I was just started walking. My friends are about to go to the exit. I'm like, hold on a minute here. I'm going to get a mullet. You're like a moth in the I need, flame. I need a mullet. <laughs> I need one. Hey, my name's Girl Terry. Hit me with a mullet. Hilariously, everybody, my friends are like, yeah, maybe you should too. And then yeah. we were just kind of, we kept walking, right? Like we just kind of like, I went that way and then kept walking. I was like, no. I was like, no. So, it was close. It was close. Could you? Next time it's happening for sure. <laughs> next, next time next I stampede. see a mullet booth. Yep. If you had a lady mullet and I got a handlebars mustache, Holy people drive hell. by and look in there and it's like, what the hell is going on? We talked about Terry for so many years that we just became full on Terry's. We got a real program going on here. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I saw a guy wearing a shirt the other day that said, I am Mexican Canadian. And I thought that was pretty funny. 
Oh, just declaring awesome. what you are. You know? yeah. I mean, good for this guy. He's proud of his, his shared heritage. For sure. I just think the concept of a shirt declaring what you are is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I guess it already kind of exists with those shirts that you sometimes see women wearing that says, like, blonde or brunette. I always find those so strange. It's like, yeah. I could look... Six inches higher and get, see this, but glean that information for myself. Glad your shirt but says it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it's announcing it mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna start making a line of shirts that just says what you are. Yeah, it's. I idea. am tall. I am pale. I am 34 years old. I have big feet. I am an organ donor. I have nappy hair. I am bald. Dairy gives me bad bum. I am curious about space and the natural world. <laughs> I have an unnaturally long butt crack. I am employed full time. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Good for you. The and Shauna podcast. Oh boy. Oh yeah. It's always trouble when you hear that sound. Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. What do you have, Shauna? Oh man, this is. I got reading about this yesterday, and we like outlandish conspiracies, and I got reading about this man named Richard McGuire, and geez, does he have one. Uh, So during COVID, Richard tried to sneak onto an abandoned island owned by Disney. So Discovery Island was a Walt Disney World attraction. So it was closed back in 1999, but it was an island where you could go and kind of learn about Florida wildlife and see some of the Florida wildlife on this island. So you needed to take this boat over to this island and you could go check it out. It was part of Walt Disney World. So it closed down. And since then, conspiracy theorists believe it's hiding secrets. Cause this oh, this is, an, is spicy. It's an abandoned island, right? So so Richard here, he believes that Walt Disney is a former Nazi leader <laughs> working for the Illuminati and that he's been using Discovery Island as kind of a real-life Jurassic Park, breeding genetically modified creatures. Wow. Doing science experiments. But like Walt Disney's been dead forever, right? Been like, dead forever. So the, the company's continuing this the, the in company his is, name? The company is continuing this in his name, yes. So uh, he decided to investigate during COVID. So he actually drove his van to the edge of Walt Disney World when it was closed. And he paddled his boat across this lake to get to this abandoned island, even though there were alligators all along the lake and everything else. What? Yeah. And he did it and he made it there. And this story you can look up like it truthfully, all of this did happen. So he stayed out there for a few days And then eventually the police caught wind that he was there because he left his van kind of on the edge of Walt Disney World. So even though it was closed, they did eventually see this abandoned van and they're like, wait a second here. So the police actually came onto the island and they used a ton of resources to try and find this man on the island. And originally they couldn't find him. They couldn't find him at all. So how Okay, I'm looking at it right now on the map Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not a big island. No, it's not. It's like. 250 meters across. Yes. So, like, you could see from one side of it to the other, basically. I know. And somehow Richard managed, when they first came onto the island to look for him, they couldn't find him. So they called off the first day, left him, but they seized his boat and his bags and everything that they found. So he was stuck out there. So he was stuck out there. And he wound up swimming back through this lake, this alligator infested (laughs) lake to get back he used his backpack and he had some empty water bottles in it and he filled them up with air basically to try and use it as a flotation device and he got himself back off the island eventually but when he landed back the police were apparently threatening his wife and saying that if they didn't find Richard and he didn't come and turn himself in that they were actually going to arrest his wife 
This was according to Richard? This is, yes. And apparently there's other people who back this theory up. And this is why some other conspiracy theorists are like, wait, they're clearly actually hiding something. Because why would the police threaten to arrest? Like, that's not something that normally would happen. No. So they're like, why were they? And also they used all these resources and these helicopters and stuff to find them on this island. So, of course, conspiracy theorists are like, they are hiding something out there. Wow. Yeah. Richard didn't find anything in his his own quest, but he did survive. He did eventually turn himself in. Got a lifetime ban from ban from Walt Disney. I would say so. Needless yeah. to say, uh, was only fined a couple hundred bucks, but they got him off that island pretty quick there. And uh, conspiracy theorists are going wild. So I, I think Disney probably has some secrets. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I do too. I don't know if they go quite as far as Richard thinks. No. Nope. Um, but it's like I would be more inclined to believe this if it were more remote. Like it, it's, it's this lake in the middle of the resort, yep. And this island, and the island is only like it's only a hundred meters out from the shore of the lake. So mm-hmm. like it's not like, how could you hide something there? What I think is it, it's probably like a there's a door on the island that goes underground. Oh, and, and then there's a massive underground the lair, and that's where it all happens. Walt Disney's lair. Yes, and okay, now I 100 percent believe this. Richard theory. just yep. didn't get into the lair, right? He didn't so find he just the hidden didn't, door. No, he didn't. But it was covered in. Overgrowth and moss, moss. Yeah, it was a mossy door. It was a mossy door. He didn't find it, but that's yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the plausibility scale, Shauna, uh, how many heads in a jar out of ten does this one get? I'm convinced. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say twenty heads (laughs) in a jar out of ten for sure. The boys and I recently watched Gone in sixty seconds. Starring the magnificent Nicolas Cage. Oh, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. You've seen it, though? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I loved that movie when I was young. I yeah. was 11 when it came out. That was badass. Yeah, and it came out a year before The Fast and the Furious. So, oh. Fast and the Furious was by far the bigger car movie at the time, mm-hmm. but I always preferred the exotic cars in Gone in 60 Seconds as opposed to like the souped-up imports in gotcha. Fast and the Furious. Uh, anyway... If I you can't seen, say that I was yeah, I can determine between the two, but if you have for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, the car at the center of the story is a nineteen sixty seven Ford Mustang Shelby GT five hundred, which is nicknamed Eleanor in the show. It's a beautiful car. But it got me thinking about the goat of movie vehicles. What's the goat if that one is my favorite, I don't think it's the goat. No. What's the goat of movie vehicles? I don't know how good I'm gonna be with this because I'm not a huge vehicle person, but of course there are some yeah, like that are universally iconic. Known. Yeah, I mean, of course, the first one that comes to mind is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah, that was the first one that came to mind for me too. Right, like that one is. Yeah, everybody knows that. It's crazy. It really is when you think about it. The fact that like that car has become more famous than the movie itself. People have never seen Back to the Future and will still like just know the DeLorean. Yep. You know. And I think it's because it wasn't a real popular car on yeah. the roads. Like people mm-hmm. mostly. Do. It's not like it. You know, if it was a Honda Civic. It's that, kind that of a time. meme now, though. Yeah. It's just like the DeLorean is. Yeah. It is a meme. It's totally a meme. Anyway. Would there be anything that would rival? The DeLorean, I thought like the Batmobile, but there's been so many iterations of it. I did think about the Batmobile. Which Batmobile? Yeah. Right, so maybe that excludes it then. The the Dukes of Hazard. Yes. Car. That, yeah, yeah, that's another yeah. iconic one that I, what is it again? The I General Lee. Yeah, with the, it's orange. That's what I remember <laughs> from that. Um, I mean, I personally love Bumblebee from Transformers. Okay. It's the one car the that I like, noted. The, the Camaro. Yeah. And it's kind of, because it has its own personality in that movie. You know and I, mean? I think I, I think when that when the first Transformers movie came out, the car wasn't released yet, was it? 
It was just like the greatest piece of product placement ever. Right. Like, oh, that's cool. I could be misremembering that, but I remember seeing the movie and thinking, that's a sweet car. I think you might be right, actually. And then you started seeing it on the road after that. Yeah, it's almost the most, like, product integration is what they call that, where not even just product placement, but it's fully part of the storyline. Part of the story. Okay. Um, That's a good one. What about Lightning McQueen? Yeah. (laughs) If you count that, if you want to go off the... The beaten path a little. What about the dumb and dumber dog car? <laughs> <laughs> or van, rather. Oh, I mean. <laughs> the furry van. <laughs> the furry van. That's iconic. Uh, okay? Yeah, I think it's we'll got to be the DeLorean. About that one. I think the DeLorean beats the mutt, though. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. There were some other good suggestions that came in on our text line, none of which I think are more famous than the DeLorean. No, I think the Dele- DeLorean definitely takes the cake. And people were talking about James Bond's Aston Martins. Yeah, yep. those are famous. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit from Knight Rider. Right. Kind of before my time, a- I don't actually... I think Kit was a Firebird, wasn't he? Sure. Firebird. My dad had a Firebird back in the 80s, I think, and uh, just loved that card. He, he, he told me the story about my, my dad hates smoking, and my mom smoked at the time, and she was smoking in his car when he wasn't there, and she burnt a hole in the console. And I don't know if he was joking or not, but he said he thought about breaking up with her, so I almost wasn't here oh because my. of a cigarette smoked in a Firebird. Hey, So I, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Don't freak around with smoking the car. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, few people mentioned the the car Herbie. Yeah. From you know Herbie the Love Bug. Good old Herbie. The uh, the Scooby Doo. The Mystery Machine. Mystery Machine. That's Jag. a big one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more uh, that I'd like to submit, and it's the Mini Coopers from Italian Job. You've mentioned those before. I have, right? And the, so for me, that was very iconic because that I really wanted a, a Mini Cooper after that. I never really was like that passionate about a certain car. And then I saw that movie and I was like, I want a Mini Cooper so bad. And I know uh, a lot of girls after, because I've talked about this before, and a lot of other girls have messaged in and being like, yeah, me too, me too. So something about the, the Mini Coopers in those in those movies that made everybody want one of those. You can buy your Mini Cooper now. You can I, afford it now. I know. I did consider it, but it's not a mountain car. Like, mm-hmm. if I had enough to have, you know, my own, like, city car, that would be a great city car as a Mini Cooper. Not even the bigger one? What is it, the Clubman, they call it? Yeah, it's still... Mini that's has a, a few different models, right? Yeah, it's still not a, a mountain car. No. Nope. You know? Like, yeah. This might be a great topic for another time, but, like, I was following this guy. What was he driving? It's an old purple... GTO, I think, and it was so cool. And I was like, you know what? I bet that old guy like wanted that car his whole life and now can afford it. Probably and he bought it, and good for him. Hell you yeah! Know? Thinking like, is there going to be a car like that for me one day? Like when I can finally afford? When it's was, your midlife crisis car. That's right. Most a lot of people have them actually. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, to buy the car that you wanted in your youth. My boyfriend bought himself a red Corvette. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, that for a long time. Yeah. I know people make fun of it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um. I always wanted a blue Dodge Viper with white racing stripes, but I have a buddy who had one of those, and it sounds like they're just terrifying cars. Like, they're all power and no handling, so I don't know if that's what I would want anymore. Right. Uh, I also always wanted, like, the original Hummer. Yeah, you Um, have talked about that before. Which I think would... I wish I could just have that vehicle and enjoy it and not all the unwanted attention that comes with it, you know? I, I wouldn't mind a convertible somewhere down the line. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we just, the thing is, we don't live in a place that's really conducive. But uh, the couple of months that we could take full advantage of that convertible, I would. And to be fair, I guess when a Chinook rolls in, you see people with their roofs down in freaking sure. February. Keep a toque in your convertible. Right? Just throw it on the toque and gloves. If, I would yeah. be that person. I would just blast the heat and put the, who cares? February convertible? Yep. Yeah. I'd be the February convertible woman for sure. Mad woman. The Beckler and Shona podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Uh, speaking of vehicles, I was talking to McKenna's uncle last week. Would that be my uncle too? My uncle-in-law? That's a weird Your sounding term, yeah, isn't it? I, I don't know. It would be, yeah. Anyway, in-laws, yeah. Uh, he was—he just moved not that long ago and said he was looking for a house, a bungalow, with uh, a three-car garage because he wanted his motorcycles and he's got his vehicle yeah. and he also wanted a little space for uh, for a shop. And I was like, you know, I wonder if Shane Holmes could do that. If they could do, you know, if they could do like an extra deep garage in some places if you needed that extra room. They probably could. They probably could. Mm-hmm. They probably could. Whatever cool ideas you have for your house, Shane Holmes is willing to work with you. Part of their affordable customization. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I live right by Stampede Grounds, and I got thinking about this, but all the carnies. I was like, you know, you don't really see them off the grounds. Like, you don't really see them out and about. You know what I mean? But then I was thinking, I was like, on Sunday night when Stampede ended, you know they were partying. Were they partying or did they yeah. have to like move on to the next location? No, they don't do that. And I checked because you can see all the rides and stuff getting dismantled. And no, they, they gave it at least a few hours uh, and, and then a full day because most of it is still there. And I was like, you know that the last day of these events, you've got to think that the carnies got, they well, let loose a little bit. You know like what I mean? The ones who take down the rides, yeah, that'll take a little longer because they have to set up in advance too, mm-hmm. right? But I'm yep. thinking like, what about the ones that just like run games and stuff? Is carny a slur? Can we say carny? I I don't mean it as a negative thing. Carnival folk? I used to be a carny. We've talked about this before. I was a glorified carny when I was in the macaroni truck doing promo stuff at all those fairs for YTV. That's what I was. I was a glorified carny. So am I allowed to say the word since I wasn't a carny? I'm not sure. I am, though. So anyway, okay. with the carnies, I think I'm thinking about it, I was like, but I passed a lot where all of the RVs and stuff were there mm-hmm. where everybody was staying. And I was like, oh... So they don't go off because they all go and they have a party in that RV lot where all of them are hanging out and Jeez, I bet that gets together. pretty wild, hey? Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I was like, if I'd thought of it, I would have gone down there for sure on Sunday night just to see what was going yeah. on because I cannot imagine what it would have been like. Like, Or do you think, I get the, uh, I get the feeling that carnival folk wouldn't let, like, work the next day stop them from partying You're right. on the road. You Either know, way, like yeah. it seems like it's true. They probably just like go hard for the life. whole summer. Yeah. Also, and, and you know that like the carnival lifestyle is perfect for Terry's, right? So there's a lot of Terry's that are operating those rides and stuff as well. So you 100%. just know that it would be just a Terry Mecca of glory. Oh yeah. Oh man. I really wish. Yeah. You think they'd let a, I'd have to disguise myself. Like if I'd gotten that mullet we were talking about earlier, then I could have, I, I think I would fit in maybe a little bit better with the carnies and I could have gone partying with them. But next year I think so, I'm going to. I think like serving on a carnival, on the carnival circuit might be like a Terry rite of passage. Yes. For some Terry's, you know, like, where'd you serve? Well, <laughs> when when you were away, I think I'd mentioned that I think that might be the, the career for Terry's, right? Like it's, it might it's up be there. up there. Anyway, it's in the conversation, it's but. It's up there. Oh man. And then all, they're off to Edmonton next, aren't they? Yeah. K-Day starts right away, right? Which, yeah, I think it starts in a couple days here, which means that. Phew, 
The Terry oh, Carnival folk will be so their, they'll be so cranked. That's their be. homecoming, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, it is. They it got is. the big map of all the stops, and they've mm-hmm. got like, of course, Stampede and yes. the Pacific North exhibition. And what's the one in Toronto? What's the big one in Toronto? The CN or the CNE? Yeah, CNE. Okay, yep. and then they they got K Day circled on the map. They're Absolutely, like, this is our Madison Square Garden. That is it. This is it. Yeah, they're like gearing up for it, and they're going to be in the best form they can be. All them Terry's. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Oh, uh, we got some great small town news stories here. Oh yeah. Uh, and once again, all three of these are true stories. True stories that appear in the media. Well, the media, I'm using loosely here, the f- one story is from my wife's hometown. Okay. Uh, and there was a woman who left the town office and they put, a, they put in the newsletter that she was abandoning the town. She was like, oh, so-and-so is abandoning us for a better job at the credit union or whatever. It was just kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but yeah. there were people that were upset with the language that was used. They oh had to then God. issue a correction. Uh, that was the talk of the town there. So... Uh, should we get into this, Shauna? Unbelievable. Okay. Yes, please. Yeah. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. Today's top story. A town resident was reportedly dancing outside the hardware store. Everyone was alarmed as it appeared as though the person was actually sober, but they were, quote, just happy. It's a true story from Vegreville. That's honestly amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, from, Heather from the town office has taken on a new job at the credit union and will be leaving her current position before the fall. She is not abandoning the town, though her role has yet to be filled. We wish her the best. And city council has approved a plan to manage the growing beaver population. Terry has asked anyone with extra beaver to contact him. He will happily take care of it as he, quote, is a beaver whisperer. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We talked last week about the person that you used to love that you now dislike. Mm-hmm. And it got celebrities, right? It was celebrities, yeah, yeah. Well known people. <laughs> Not your Not personal friends. friends. <laughs> yeah, my friend John, let me tell you about that. Uh, but it got me thinking that maybe this week we could do the reverse. So somebody that you used to dislike and who's now you a like? celebrity who now you like. Okay. Someone who's kind of grown on you over time or for some reason you've you've found a new respect for. You'll have to let me think on this for a second. Okay. Do you have an answer? I have a, a couple. Okay. Um, a lot of them I find with musicians and mm-hmm. and bands are that way for me. Like Miley Cyrus. I don't know why. I just I, I used to hate her. And then uh, as I wait, like kind of time went on. I was like, okay, I actually really respect Miley Cyrus now and her music and that kind of stuff. Because people realize that she wasn't just like, you know, a family channel kid. Like she actually is a pretty damn good singer that's right? just it yeah. right and I guess I mean a lot of I think family channel kids like that right yeah. at first you're like okay come on or even people who win any of the music competitions or whatever and right. you're like okay you just won and blah 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 and then you earn their respect um, growing up Justin Timberlake was another one like that for me I used to hate him <laughs> Like, I, I don't know what it was. I just, I hated him and his music and the band and everything else. And then now I think he's absolutely hilarious. I love really? him. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, big I'm fan still of not stuff. crazy about the dude. Yeah? You think no. he's a bit of a wiener? A little bit of a ween, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're just jealous. It's fine. <laughs> could be that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I used to find Rihanna very annoying. And yeah, I'm still one. not crazy. Like, I still wouldn't say I'm a fan of her music. Yeah. But I have to respect her success mm-hmm. like and she didn't uh she didn't like 
come from money or anything either. So many celebrities, like, when you start reading into them, it's like, oh, yeah, your parents were rich. Your parents worked in the industry. Yep. Like, this, you had a fast track to success, right? You had, you're doing it on easy mode. Yes. But she didn't. Like, her dad was an addict. Like, she didn't come from money. She's in Barbados, right? Yeah. And now she's a billionaire. Which is pretty damn cool. Which is crazy. So whether or not I like her music, like, she's (laughs) a year older than me, and she's a self-made billionaire. Yeah. Coming from not much. So. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to put on a Rihanna record, but nope. I, I will respect what she's built. So In that same vein, Kim Kardashian. Mm. I used to absolutely hate her, and then I realized that she actually has some, like, there's some, some business smarts and stuff involved with her that I was like, okay, well. But she came from a whole bunch of money. So she did. That doesn't really do it for me. Uh, A-Rod is another one. You like A-Rod I now? don't like him, but <laughs> I like him, or I hate him less, I find, for some reason, and I oh. don't know why. It's a very strange one. But Don't go on the guy's Instagram. No. If you want to keep liking him, it's it's wild. Okay, yeah, never he's mind He's a very then. strange fellow. And he's it's very like on the outskirts with him where I was like, and I think it's probably because I haven't heard from him in a while, but I was like, because I used to hate hate, but okay, I won't, never he's mind. He's had some hilarious posts. Like, the, oh, no. like he's got an office in his house where yeah. he, he took a photo of himself sitting at his desk where he's just like making deals, but... Hmm. You don't know what it is. Or like there was another okay. one where he posted where he, he like he, he was writing his book and it just said like he had a piece of blank paper in front of him that said book or whatever. Okay. He was, I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't know if he's joking. It's really funny. If he's not, it's sad. I hope he's joking. So... But if not, I'm going to tick him right back <laughs> off that list. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I heard the origins of a couple words recently, Shauna, and I thought you could look into it for etymology if possible. Yeah. The first was the word bungalow. To refer to a one-story house. Yep. Weird word, isn't it? Super weird Bungalow. word. Bungalow. Bungalow. Also yeah. kind of a funny name for your butt. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Great one for your name for your butt. Where does that come from? So the bungalow comes from the Bengali region of India. So it was a house in the Bengal style was all it was. Um, and it came to English during the British administration of India. Um, but it's funny because when it first was started to be used in English, it was kind of a negative thing. Because the first bungalows that were built in England were kind of poorly built. Oh. So people saw bungalows as like not great houses at the time. And then it became really popular because then when they were built properly, then people really liked that style of, of house. So, but yeah, it all came from just that style that started in that certain region of India. And that's where the word bungalow comes from. So prior Bangalore. to that, in English speaking areas, were two story houses more common? Yeah. And Which is became, really funny. You think it'd be the other way around. I know. I know. But the bungalow is kind of a unique style, even still now, right? Like, well, now in new in newer neighborhoods, there aren't many bungalows, no. and they're highly desirable. They are because people like to move into them as they age because there are fewer stairs involved, right? Totally. The, yeah. There'll usually be like one bungalow on the corner of a street, mm-hmm. and it's the only one, at least in the new suburbs, it seems to be the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're quite popular now. So. Totally. Yeah, because they're rare. Um, the second one is the word portmanteau. Which is like a blended word, a combined word. Yeah. Uh, and this one, so it's a, a French word, obviously, portmanteau. Uh, but it originally was used back in the 1580s to describe a suitcase or a traveling bag, basically. That's what it used to mean. Um, and it described after or before that even, it was a court official who carried a prince's cloak. And if you break it down, port comes from a porter. Right, mm-hmm. which is to carry, and then manto meant cloak back then. So it combined so, a porter and a cloak. So portmanteau is itself a portmanteau. A portmanteau. Yeah. 
And then I think, did Lewis Carroll popularize it? Yes. One of his poems? Yeah. Stories? He did. And then he, I forget how that came to be. But yeah, originally it was just basically two words that were combined. So he was the one who, yeah, used it eventually. But it is appropriate that it's totally also a portmanteau. Mm -hmm. It would kind of have to be in that situation. It would be, yeah. You'd be disappointed if it wasn't. Really upset. With Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I came across a business in Calgary yesterday called Handyman and More. And I was like, oh, what exactly does and more entail? <laughs> like, how much more are we talking here? You know what I mean? It's like, you're yeah, handyman like, and more. Okay, well. Handyman is pretty all-encompassing already. It like, is. It's kind of jack of all trades. Whatever's wrong at your house, they'll try to fix it. That's it. What's like, the and more part? I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is really elevating things here for me. Like, I am very excited about the prospect of the and more here. Yeah. I was just like, this is what... <laughs> also... Their Facebook photo isn't the right size, and in the preview, it looks like it says handy and more, mm. and I was just like, hmm, okay, well, yeah. that, yep, yeah, uh-huh, specifies what the and more could be, maybe? I'm Like, what are we talking here? What could I, it possibly be? I know. I mean, I guess just in if, case you don't understand that handyman means kind of everything, it's just saying, oh, no, it is everything. <laughs> like, we will literally do everything. Like, they finish up tiling your bathroom, and they're like, you know, uh... <laughs> My lower back's a little tight. Yes, right? <laughs> are, you, are you also a massage therapist? Yes. and In fact, we are. That is <laughs> part of the too. and more. We do it all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mix drinks? Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll be your bartender as well. Can you walk the dog? Can you Absolutely. cut my hair? Yes. You, yes. Mm-hmm, definitely. This all falls under more. Could you build my shed in the back? Yeah, 100%. Well, that there. we can do. That's definitely well, that's part of, of course, handyman. That's, that's definitely a handyman. You're right. But <laughs> what about caress me at night? Could you... I just need a little cuddle. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. counts as more. Mm-hmm, it sure does. We do it all the here at Handyman. The are endless. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna Downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. And then I saw... the same outfit. Well, Jesus, it's like third dude in denim shirt and cowboy hat right beside you. So you're like, okay. It's a sea of Daisy Duke shorts. You're like, all right. right. (laughs) It's a lot of ass out here. I'm just trying to find my way home. A whole lot of ass. Just trying to find my way home. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca. 